Welcome to Come and Reason with Christian psychiatrist and author Dr. Tim Jennings. Together we will reason through complex issues to find evidence-based answers that harmonize scripture, science, and our life experiences. I'm your Come and Reason host, Charles Mills. Today's broadcast is dedicated to those among us who are searching for a healthy life partner, someone with whom we can share true love. I'm not talking about the transient, fleeting emotional events that happen to us all that we like to call love. I'm talking about that deep, resounding, healthy, it's never been like this before love that so often seems to be out of reach for so many of us. Well, help is on the way. Dr. Jennings is here via Skype to suggest some ways that we can recognize healthy relationships when we are staring them in the face, maybe. Dr. Jennings, how will we know and what should we do? Yes, that's a great question. It's so important for people uh, to know. How do you find a healthy life partner, yes. healthy relationship? So healthy relationships require... Healthy people. Oh, okay. You can't have a healthy relationship with an unhealthy person. So the number one first step in pursuing a healthy marriage partner is to ensure you're the most spiritually mature and healthy person you can be. Instead of praying, God, help me find the person that's right for me, you should be praying, God, help me become the person you would have me be for the person that you know is right for me. So when you say healthy, you're talking about spiritual health and moral health and social health, right? I'm talking about maturity in thinking, character, living God's principles of truth, love, liberty, respecting the autonomy of other people. Maturity of character is what I'm speaking about. And so I'll just expose this principle. Even if you're perfect, and this goes both sides, first principle is to get yourself healthy. Yeah. But even if you're healthy, you can't have a healthy relation with an unhealthy person. Example Judas and Jesus. Yeah, yeah. That relationship broke down in betrayal. Mm -hmm. Because why? Jesus was messing up in some way, was, was, wasn't good enough? <laughs> no, because Judas was selfish and unhealthy. And that's what happens even if you're mature and healthy. If you enter a relationship with a significantly unhealthy human being, it will ultimately fracture and break down. So first principle, though, is to become healthy yourself because it changes whom you find attractive. If you've seen those necklaces where they kind of have a heart that's kind of broken into with a pattern and they fit together, yep. that's a metaphor for our internal character, personalities. The more dysfunctional we are, the more we find people dysfunctional attractive. We call that they have complementary pathology. Mm -hmm. So they fit mm -hmm. together because they both have the same kind of complementary broken spaces yes. in their hearts and minds, and that's what they see. The very pathological or, or unhealthy human beings don't find mature, healthy people attractive. As we mature and develop ourselves, we find the mature and developed people more attractive and the immature, undeveloped, less attractive. So again, this principle of healthy relationships for healthy people will change the selection pool that you're looking in. People that you don't even notice in the community before suddenly become attractive to you, and the other ones fade out. Does that make sense? It does. And you'll probably get into this. Let me just throw it in now and just let me know if you're going to talk about it later, but I, I need to know now. If you find someone that you are attracted to and you say, well, that's, that person is nice, but that person's a mess, so I'll change them. I will make them healthy so they'll match what I need out of that person. Is that possible? No, it is not. It's actually a flawed premise. You mm. have only authority in God's kingdom to change yourself. Mm. 
God has given you authority over yourself. He has not given you authority to change others. However, I have seen in my practice relationships that were premised on this idea of being a caregiver, and I have seen people often women, not exclusively women, but often women who have such insecurity in themselves, they don't think that they can be valued if they don't have something to give to the other person. So they they seek out men who are wounded, broken in some way, and they become the caregiver for those men. And as long as they're giving care, then they believe that the man will want them because of all they're doing for them because they feel so insecure in who they are. This is not healthy. And so they, I've seen this where they we will take men and, and the men in the relationships will be comforted and they will perhaps grow and mature and, and heal. And then they don't want to be with this woman anymore because she continues to want to mother them or care for them rather than have them be independent. And so those relationships, while the person was dependent with real needs and needed help, it was okay. But as soon as they're recovered and can stand on their own two feet again, it's not okay okay anymore. And so they end up fracturing. All right. Step number two. First one was spiritually mature, healthy person. Become that yourself. And what's number two? The next step is to recognize reality. The purpose of dating is never to get someone to like you. Hmm. It's never to get someone to like you. The purpose of dating is, you can use this word, reconnaissance. (laughs) That's a very sterile word. But the purpose of dating is evaluating whether the other applicant for the position of your partner, okay, they're Mm -hmm. they're applying for Mm -hmm. the position of your life partner, whether they possess the qualifications necessary to fulfill the role. People do not think this way in dating, and thus they make consistently terrible choices. I see it all the time. But you can't go and evaluate potential applicants for your life partner if you haven't first decided what the qualifications are that they have to possess. That makes sense. So next step is to, before you date, identify what are the non-negotiable, non-negotiable, absolute qualifications a life partner must possess in order to be qualified. And everybody has a list of non-negotiables. I'll give you an example that I had. And when I say non-negotiables, if if they don't meet this one, that one thing alone is a deal breaker. It puts you off. Mm-hmm. For me, I had to have a non-smoker. Mm-hmm. I could not marry a smoker and be happy. I could not accept it. So if I got with a smoker, the first thing I would do is I would begin working on them to make them quit Mm -hmm. because I can't live with it. I I can't accept it. So I put that on my list, non-smoker. Now, if they had everything else and they smoked and I said, okay, I'll try to work on them and they quit, not because they believe smoking is bad. They've come to their own decision that they want to be tobacco free. They quit for me because they know they have to, for me to accept them. That plants a seed of doubt, Mm -hmm. insecurity. They don't really, he doesn't really love me for who I am. It causes resentment. It it just fractures the whole foundation of a healthy relationship. You can't do it. You can't make the changes in somebody. So you need to understand those non-negotiable qualifications. And then when you're dating, you're assessing. And now, for instance, like a smoking one, I don't even have to date them to know that. Yeah, true. So that's an easy one. They don't even get on the list of dating because are you smoke? Yes. Okay, you're out. <laughs> that, that's easy. Yeah. Okay. And there are other ones like that people can have, but some of them, here's this other one, true or false, for all human beings, for someone to be qualified to be your life partner, 
they must genuinely like you for who you are. Hmm. True or false? I would think that would be true. Absolutely. That, so that's a non-negotiable. It goes yeah. on everyone's list. Yeah. Now, that's on your list. You're about to go out in the dating world. What's the only way you're going to know whether someone genuinely likes you for who you are? If you be yourself. There you go. You have to be yourself. But see, the problem is with many dating is they're trying to get someone to like them rather than assessing whether someone actually does like them. And since they're trying to get someone to like them, they go out with their mask on, with their facade. They put on pretense. They agree to like things they really don't like because they think the other person likes them. Okay. And so it creates a false attraction. So when you understand this criterion and you go, I'm looking for someone who genuinely likes me for who I am. I'm just going to be myself. And then when you're out with somebody and you discover very quickly, they really don't like you for who you are. You don't get your feelings hurt inside your head. At least you say, thank you for letting me know you're not qualified to be with me. <laughs> I love that. I love that. But it's true. Yeah. yeah. Okay? And you don't date in fear. So many people date in fear of rejection and thus they're not actually themselves. And they're constantly looking into the eyes of the other person, see what the other person wants and constantly, constantly trying to conform themselves to the other person's desires rather than simply being themselves. So make this list of non-negotiables. Now let's put on this, our understanding, where does attraction come in? You absolutely, let's say you want somebody, they like you for who you are. You want somebody who's honest. You've assessed that they're an honest person. You want somebody who shows reliability and loyalty on your list. You might have something completely non-negotiable like pets that might be on your list. Other people won't have that on their list, but you've gone down your list. They meet them all. But when you think about giving them a kiss, it feels like kissing your grandfather. <laughs> they are not qualified. Yeah. There must be real chemical, physical attraction there. If there's not, there's not qualified. Typically, you can check that one off on most cases pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. But let's say there is real, you're really attracted to this person, but this person hates animals and, and you like them. They don't want kids. You want kids. They don't believe in God. You believe in God, but you're really attracted to them. I hope you can see you are, this person's not qualified. Right. Attraction right. alone right. does not make a person qualified to be your life partner. Okay. And one of the things people will do, they will make a mistake of mistaking potential for qualification. So they'll look at somebody and say, well, this person's intelligent and they've got great potential. Okay. Well, potential not realized is just fantasy. Yeah until it's realized. So you might, how I help my patients understand and see this idea of potential. Let's say you're a, a teacher and you're teaching eighth graders and you've got a 14 year old in your class who is intelligent, bright, good looking kid, and just lots of potential. And you look at that and go, this kid's got great potential. And you're 25 year old teacher. Does that mean that the 14 year old is ready to be in a relationship with you? <laughs> no, just because they have potential does not mean that's realized and they're qualified to actually fulfill roles in life. Mm -hmm. So uh, somebody may have potential, but until they achieve the actual skill set of handling life's responsibilities, they are not qualified, even though they have potential to gain that skill. I like the fact that you're inviting us to use our minds as opposed to just our hormones when we deal with relationships. Is that what I hear you saying? Yes. And so here's a big one. Yes. Understand how love functions. Love seeks what's best for others. If you want a really healthy relationship, that other person must, this should go on your list as well, they must love you more than they love themselves. Mm. If they love themselves more, as long as things are good, you will never discover that they love themselves more than you because there's always plenty of money, there's always plenty of time, everything's easy. But when push comes to shove and things are hard, if they love themselves more, then you will be sacrificed for them. 
many people don't understand this. And, and so you want to see, does somebody have the ability to actually celebrate me when they don't get to participate? Can I go off with my boyfriends, my guy friends or my girlfriends and do something and this person doesn't get their feelings hurt or do they pout if they can't go? Mm-hmm. That type of stuff are indicators to whether they actually understand mature love. Mature love celebrates the happiness of the other person. Of course, we, we do want to participate. They can't be excluded from somebody's life, but in healthy relationships, people do have activities that not the other person is always involved in, and we celebrate the other person's joy in those activities. Well, wrap this up in the 60 seconds we have here, Dr. Jennings, looking for a healthy life partner. How do we begin? It starts with healthy relationships with healthy people. So it starts with focusing on yourself and your relationship with God to be the most mature, healthy person you can be. And the next step is identifying those factors that are required to be your life partner. And that is not actually about the other person. It's actually knowing your own self well and knowing the things that you can't live with. Don't put on there things that are just likes and maybes would be nice to have. Only the non-negotiables that disqualify them if they don't have them. And then the dating process is never trying to get someone to like you, but going out with various people over the course of time to assess whether in fact they possess those qualifications to be your life partner and can handle the responsibilities of the position for which they're applying. And then make decisions based on those evidences and understand that the feeling of attraction alone does not make someone qualified. All right. Listener, if you were jotting notes down as I was during this presentation and you'd like to hear this again, you may do so at commonreason.com. Also on Facebook, Common Reason will have these programs uh, as the weeks go by. They'll be popping up and you can take a listen. Comeandreason.com is the website. Dr. Jennings, thank you so much for sharing with us today. Appreciate it. Thank you, Charles. And listener, until next time, this is Charles Mills along with Dr. Tim Jennings wishing you God's presence in your life. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for spending time with us today. To continue the journey, I urge you to visit comeandreason.com. Here you'll find many excellent resources to help you gain a deeper understanding of the God we all love and serve. That's at comeandreason.com. This is Charles Mills, along with Dr. Tim Jennings, inviting you to join us the next time we come and reason together. Together.